0: IdcWoodcraft.com. Hello, my CNC brother or sister. I'm Garrett with IDC Woodcraft, your CNC router bit supplier for your amazing CNC projects. I want to welcome you to this podcast where we are going to discuss CNC business. And specifically for you, if you are considering starting a CNC business or are just getting into it, What you're going to learn in this podcast are the top five do's and don'ts that you want to take into consideration as you start into your business. I am presenting this to you because I have seen many CNC creators do things that they shouldn't be doing because they don't necessarily understand business. And I want to help you avoid those mistakes and get your business going in the right direction. So what you are about to listen to was a live broadcast I did on the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel and in the CNC Entrepreneurs Facebook group. If you are not in that, there will be a link in the description of this podcast, and you can go there and answer the questions and sign up. And also, of course, make sure to Uh, Go to the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel. And of course, if you need CNC router bits, idcwoodcraft.com. And if you're looking for bits that you can't find, let me know. I will see if I can source them for you. So with that, let's dive into this CNC top five do's and don'ts when you're starting a CNC business. Let's go. IDC Woodcraft. Welcome to the uh, Wednesday evening uh, CNC discussion, and pretty much we will be covering business on Wednesdays. So it's been, what, three weeks since I I went live. Uh, What we're going to be talking about this time is the five do's and don'ts when it comes to CNC business. And uh, I'm 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 glad I'm back. I've missed all my CNC brothers and sisters doing this live stuff. So, Jack, you think you, you so Jack, you think you might have gotten six or seven views on your live? You know what? It all starts there. If you're familiar with Tony Robbins and uh, how popular and famous he is. His very first presentation was seven people. So that is uh, just something to remember. And uh, Merlin, hello, hello. Uh, Something to remember when it comes to business. It's a good first tip that is not related to the do's and don'ts that I'm going to be teaching you tonight. But that we all start somewhere. And we all start at zero when it comes to business. And the, the two rules of business, and business success is number one is persistence. You have to keep nailing it, nailing it, nailing it. Too many people who start businesses give up just before that moment of success. So that's why they say 99% commitment isn't enough. You have to have 100% commitment in your business endeavor in order for you to succeed. When I started searching for my business drive, the, the thing that I was going to be, end up be doing, which is what I do now, teach CNC, uh, the design, the CNC routers, and about CNC business, I had no clue, but I made a commitment to myself that I would never give up and I would never look back. Meaning when I walked off my job, I was never, ever going into another nine to five job again. So there was no choice. And I was willing to spend every last time I had, including my retirement money. And I was very, very close. And before we start this, I'm gonna share with you this story about business and dedication to make your business rock and roll. and to make it to make it work is is uh, you have to uh, just kind of you have to burn the ships of of where you came from where you were if you're not happy there you have to burn the ships uh when they say burn the ships you have to let go of that and say i am going to go forward and i'm going to find it no matter what so before we get started uh, i just want to say hello to a few people bill over in arizona where is my cactus my friend i don't see it in your um in your uh little uh mention there so give me a cactus and we got Squib, Dan, Fred, Tony, James, Strut, and Charlie. Okay, so the unfortunate thing with the server that I'm using is that there is only a limited number of people that can comment. So I'm not sure what that number is, but hey, Russell. And we got a good morning, Garrett, from... C. Uh, Apton. Uh, Dave from Mexico. Bradley. Joshua. What's going on, Josh? Okay, so I have to give a couple of shout outs because I got a couple of things in the mail uh, before we get rocking and rolling from a couple of our CNC brothers. And as you know, I have gotten a Phantom CNC router now this is getting into light industrial type of machines the big blue And I will show you briefly at this point in the live session I was showing the viewers the phantom CNC router website If you are interested, you may want to go take a look It is phantom cnc systems.com And you'll see some pretty cool blue machines. Check it out when you get a chance and I'll put a uh, link down in the comment section or the description section of this uh, podcast. So this, these are the machine levels that I have picked up now. And the one all the way to the left is what I have. It's a Phantom SCV 4x4 with a vacuum table. And that is in the shop i'm waiting for the electrician he's going to be in next week to get it wired up so i'm very excited about that so what i received was um a couple parts for the phantom so one is this little puck looking thing which is something that uh, the, the touch probe that comes with the phantom does not have a place to um set it and so you have to unplug it and it's kind of hanging right in the middle of the machine because the plug comes right off the z-axis assembly and so it and it just sets on top so this will attach to the side of the z assembly and when i probe with the plate then i can put it right up in here in this little container here and then also a little hook for the pendant i put a video out that shows you how to work with the pendant and that these came from from Mike um, Nelfenter Fenter from Pixels to Prototype LLC, and I want to show you his his website. So this is his website. Oh, we're not sharing yet. Darn it! It didn't share yet. Share. So that's Mike's website. So he is a CNC brother, and he does three D stuff. He he has a laser clearly. And, and so he does a lot of various stuff. Uh, what he says right here is a uh, CNC routing, 3d printing, laser cutting, engraving, consulting, design, and prototyping. So that is uh, what I got from, from Mike. So I will be putting that together probably tomorrow. And the other thing I got came from James, James, uh, It's a Buddha bow and James sent me this. And this is uh, a 13 tall, I think 13 tall by 24 flag and it's made of ash. Very heavy. And James does not have a, oh, he even signed it on the back. I didn't see that before. He signed it right there on the back. This is really heavy, so I'm going to hang this up in the shop. I just, I mean, put the logo on there, the IDC Woodcraft logo. So very, very cool. Thank you. Thank you, James. And I just want to show you his, his, uh, he has a Facebook page. And this is his Facebook page right here. It's Boots American Flags. And so he's got a, Three different types of, three different sizes of flags. And he, his paperwork that he sent with it is his flags are made with 100% American grown uh, wood. And it's uh, from the Shenandoah Valley. And his statement I love this that he feels that if you are making an American flag, it has to be made with American wood. And he prefers American ash. He'll make things out of exotic wood. if you want so there we go okay so let's get into the five do's and don'ts of uh, running a CNC business and um, you should just if you have paper and pencil take some notes because these are important things important tips to keep in mind so I am going to share once again if I can I'm not sure I can share what I want to share Okay, so the five important do's and don'ts. So we're going to start right off with number one, which is don't think you have to have a ton of skill to create or start a CNC business if you're brand new to CNC routers, the First thing is is yes, you have to know the basics of how to run it, but <clears throat> once you get this thing running, then you can make some pretty basic projects and you can sell those very basic projects. There, there's sometimes we see comments in the Facebook groups about um uh, from from those who are really skilled with woodworking and they, they say that's not woodworking and that's not the point, right? This is a journey for us who want to be creative and because we can personalize and design things any way we want to, that gives us a very, very unique edge in the marketplace to make things that that strike people at pretty deep emotional levels. But when it comes down to it, You don't have to have a lot of skill. I have seen multiple times people who have gotten into this and they made one project and they showed it to their friends and they started making sales from that one project. So the project was a Milwaukee sign. you know, the Milwaukee tools and a friend bought it for 50 bucks. And it was his first, very first project that he designed on his own. I remember I was even helping him through email a little bit as he was learning how to do it. And so he started an LLC and he's been in business ever since. And he started off with his first super basic. It was just a V-carve of the outline of the Skill Saw logo and he painted it red. And that was it. So you don't have to have a lot of skill in order to start your business but one thing you do want to do is always work to upskill yourself. We don't want to get ourselves to a point where we plateau. The 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 basic projects at the very beginning, these um you know, we can command 50 bucks for a piece of pine that has something on it that people want. So just just remember that. But always work to upskill yourself in your CNC journey so you can get more creative with your cnc projects. That's the whole part of it. I mean I don't think anybody who gets into cnc uh, decides they're going to start at the stop at the very basic level because once you get into that design mode and, and these things are coming out of you and you're design it and uh we just like to keep on creating, coming up with new, different, better stuff. So I'm going to stop briefly and say hello to a few more people who popped on. we got Brian and Brendan. Uh, Vabe. V- Vabe are. Vaber Hunter. Okay. Uh, from Virginia. Steve and Larry. Hey, Larry. Jack is back in there. Um <clears throat> So, okay. So that's number one. Don't think you have to be highly skilled to start a CNC business. You just have to just get your CNC machine and start learning and start creating things. Hi, Joseph. But always work to upskill yourself. One thing when it comes to this kind of stuff, if we're not learning, we start to get bored. So we we have to keep on learning something. So tip number two, the do and don't tip number two I want to share with you when it comes to business. And this is really, 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 really important. I've seen way too many people do this. And that is, don't make what you want to make if you're going to get into business. A lot of times we will make something that is means something to us. And... And then think that we're going to sell it. I've seen many people, they'll make a whole batch of things. I, I was guilty of that too, without understanding a market that we're going to sell to. Because if we just make a whole bunch of uh, widgets and and you don't even know if, if the market wants it, and you go to a craft show or you put it on your Facebook, you put it on whatever, um Let's just say you make a bunch of Jeep things like me because that's exactly what I did. I mean, hundreds of them, and and I just started trying to sell them on Etsy without thinking about it. Jeep people aren't shopping for Jeep stuff on Etsy, right? They're they're shopping uh, shopping for Jeep stuff where Jeep stuff is. And what I ended up doing was because my town here in Indiana every uh, September has a major, major art festival and a ton of Jeep owners come in at, at that same weekend that I set up a booth with all that. And I was just selling the, the crap out of these things. But the thing is, is you don't want to just make stuff that you think that, that because you like it, because if the market is going to tell you one way or the other, right? We will make stuff and then we put it out there and the market doesn't buy It's nothing against you. Your business isn't failing. The the market is telling you, this is the way you look at it in business. You're not a failure. The market is telling you that that's not what they want, right? So you take it as a result and say, okay, I got to shift. I got to pivot. I got to make something else. But you want to know what the market wants to buy before you start making it. And this is the do, right? Do focus on what the market likes to buy, an excellent example is this kind of stuff, patriotic stuff. If you are in the States, then this is phenomenal, right? Because these never go out of style, ever. I've had some creators say, well, everybody's making American flags, so I'm not going to do it. That's where the money's at. So, so, oh, it's beautiful work, beautiful work. Uh, he did a fabulous fabulous job on it and it's all made of ash so you want to focus on what the market is asking for and i want to give you an example when i started this youtube channel i had a lot of marketing training beforehand and i still have marketing training i, I never stopped learning how to how to business how to run business how to grow business Um, how to understand the market, how to know how to, the market, uh, where to find my market and why they buy. Um, And I just forgot what the example I was just going to share with you. (laughs) So, um, oh, okay. How I got started is when I started in this business, because of all the training I had, I understood to pay attention to what people are asking and what they're asking over and over and over again. And one of the things I saw when I was starting to do the CNC stuff was everybody was asking for CNC router bit sets. Where can they find a good starter set of CNC router bits? And I was searching for the same thing. And I I spent $350 on router bits I didn't need. Because they were the wrong bits, because I didn't know because the resources weren't out there. And that's that was what started the, the IDC Woodcraft. If I can point to the right side, right? But I paid attention to the market and what they were asking. And so that's what I shoot content on most of the time. Sometimes I have to just shoot things to get them out there. Focus on what the market is paying attention to. If it's in the middle of election time and there's making, uh, let's go, Brandon, or up or down with Trump or whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. Cash in on it, right? It's a super highly emotional charge time. Make stuff for it, and people will buy it. So that's that's uh, what they call. It's not seasonal. I forget what they call uh, trend. It's kind. Of, it's kind of a trendy thing, but focus on what the market wants all the time, and then niche in on that. Find a few things. Um, It's really important to niche in. One of the things I also see a lot of creators do is just make a ton of stuff. And I think that's in one of my tips here. Um, No, I I took it out. Okay, good. So don't make a ton of stuff. Don't make this sign and that little stand and this coaster and and make a hundred different things that don't relate to each other and try to sell them all because because what you're doing is this is the way it works at the psychological level to the customer if you're not presenting clarity to your customer of what you do Right, that's that means that you are not pre- presenting clarity. That means you're con- kind of confused on what you're doing because you're making a whole bunch of stuff, and they get confused, right? Because you are confused on what you're narrowing in on or zeroing in on. The other thing about that is, when you're doing that, you're causing chaos in your own business by not being able to see how people are responding to your uh, to a, a certain type of product or or a certain family group. You're just you don't want to be all over the place. This is why you want to focus on what are people buying? Where's the money at? This this is such a huge, huge thing. Sometimes we want to reinvent the wheel, which we're all guilty of. I know I am. Go with what works. And then you specialize into your stuff and then and then and then you work with it. Um I, I can't stress this enough. Do not, do not go into business making a ton of stuff. It, it It's vital, vital, vital. Know what the market is, is wanting. Fun. I mean, there's so many different niches you can get into. It's not funny. There's no end to it. When I say a niche, maybe you're going to, I saw someone, he makes uh, the name plaques for boats that will be on the back of a sailboat. Right. That's what he does. And so that, that kind of gives you an idea how crazy this niche, you know, the niche thing can get. It's endless. But once you get in that market, you want to establish yourself as, as someone who is, is becoming an expert in that. The other third reason why you want to do that, zero in on, on a specific thing at where the money's at, is because you can establish yourself as an expert in that field. So please 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 don't make anything and everything just because <clears throat> because you want to make it the market doesn't care what you want they care what they want so focus on that this this is another key your your potential customers don't care about you they don't care about how you run your business they don't care how much money it costs you how much time it takes right they care about something that they want so we always have to focus on them all right, so we are going to go on to tip number three: the do and don't, which is don't ignore the free tools that you have at hand to get your get eyeballs on the stuff that you make. So we have websites which we build. Website is a it, it's it's home base, but nobody's gonna find your your website unless you lead them there, or your Facebook marketplace, your Facebook business, your Etsy store. But you have to lead people there. And the way the world works today is most of us are on social media. And every one of you is on social media right now. And I am using social media because it's a free resource. It puts attention on IDC Woodcraft, and it puts attention on the skills that I can give you. It gets me out there. So if you can see that aspect, you want to do the same thing. You want to get yourself into a space that you're comfortable with showing your stuff. And I will emphasize this to no end. Facebook. If if I have seen enough people that don't or will not refuse to use Facebook for whatever reasons, because it's this new thing that we just didn't get accept. I mean, I remember when texting was coming out. Me and my wife Barbara, who uh, passed away in 2011, um, we both were like, all oh, this texting stuff—it's—it's it's trash." But you know, we wouldn't accept the way the world was. Right? We don't have a choice in the way the world works. However, these are tools as a business owner that. It doesn't, it, your, our personal, our personal uh, feelings on, on things like this doesn't matter, right? It's a business tool. There are two ends to things like Facebook. There's the Facebook uh, consumer, the person who's posting, hey, look what I ate today, or, or we do it, look what I made, right? Things like that. Um, on the other end, it's a business platform. Facebook is not out there for us as general people. It's out there for businesses, for businesses to promote themselves. So you as a CNC business owner or getting into CNC business, you want to use that. And you use it, you start right off on your personal feed, right? If you you don't have Facebook, you can start a business account in Facebook and put your stuff in there. It's free to have a business account. I think you have to prove a bank account. I'm not sure but just follow the things but but Facebook, 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 Instagram, TikTok is is really up and coming. TikTok personally, I I can't stand TikTok. I think it's it, the the stuff I see on there is that I sometimes I wonder why people are even wasting their time uh they put so much effort in it. However, it is still a business platform. So I am getting on TikTok start with facebook make sure if you have a personal feed always get your stuff out there always get it out there and i promise you i promise you eventually people will come in and start asking you at some point so i wanted to see some of these notes here um debbie absolutely correct on what i was saying before bolded too hello from hawaii yeah i love hawaii i've been there five times my brother lives there on the big island uh joseph you're leaning to make what the customer likes, not me. Yay, Joseph! What the customer likes, not you. If it were up to me, I would not spend time making videos uh, to 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 support this business, right? But um, because video doing videos is hard. It's especially those full, long, drawn-out videos. Those are hard. They take a long time. Look what it's done to the YouTube channel. There's almost 40,000 subscribers because of that. Um, yes, Joseph, focus on that. Um, wait, Don, evening. Hello, Don. And Bull. Let's see. What did you say there? Bull. Um, notes here. You love utilizing the community. Yes, the community is great. And And the other thing about it is you build a community on Facebook. Facebook is a place where we get together. We have CNC entrepreneurs. We have all the other CNC Facebook groups, and we're always going in there to ask for help. Let's use it to show our stuff. The one thing I I want you to make sure you don't do is try to promote your stuff out on the Facebook group's CNC stuff. I mean, you can show it off, but it's really fundamental, important to get it on your personal feed. That means not inside of a group. Most of the groups are private groups. So when you post inside the group, it doesn't show anywhere, but uh, in the group itself. So you want to make sure you get the stuff on your personal feed. I would, I would always recommend you start, if you don't want to do Facebook, start an Instagram account and start getting your stuff out there and see what some of the, uh, start following some of the other creators out there, regardless of whether they're woodworkers or anybody that's making stuff and see how they make their stuff, how they make their videos engaging. But always have, in the descriptions, have a path back to how people can get hold of you. IDCwoodcraft.com As is traditional that I have to do for using the podcast service that I'm using called Anchor, I have to promote it briefly. So I'm going to have to throw in a 30-second commercial for you in just a second. Before we do that, I just want to say, if you are not in the CNC Entrepreneurs Facebook group, definitely join it. We have 26,000 members and growing and all these entrepreneurs are helping all the other entrepreneurs with their businesses and just CNC stuff in general. And of course, make sure you go to the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel to learn all about how to create your projects from design. Uh, the machines, machine, things you need to look for in machines if you don't have one, router bits, how to use them, and how to set your projects up. And finally, join the CNC insiders. That is an email list that I have where I present discounts that I have gotten hold of in the CNC world that I do not make public to the public YouTube channel. This is by agreement with the companies that I deal with, and sometimes I can get discounts to you publicly, but I can always get better discounts privately. So be sure to sign up for the CNC Insiders. There will be a link in the description, and if not, you can always go to an IDC Woodcraft YouTube video. There will be a link in the description of every video on the IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel. With that, it is time for this little 30-second commercial, and we'll get back to this podcast of the five do's and don'ts when you're starting a CNC business. Another side note is to make sure you use QR codes on your products. Um, So a QR code is, I'm not going to explain it too much, but it's that really goofy-looking code. I think I got one here. That's a QR code. And these are really starting to jump out now. Uh, You scan it and it'll take you to the website. It'll take you to a Facebook page. You can have any, you can have a love letter written in a QR code and they're free, but you should always have a QR code somewhere on your project. All right. Um, Let's see. So Jack in the shop. uh, Little tools to push buttons and open doors when COVID came out. Thought you were. I'm not. um, Thought I was stupid and not to make. I'm not sure what you're talking about there, Jack. Okay, Lou. Okay, if they do not have a buy and sell Facebook group in town, you live and make one. Yeah um you'll have so there's facebook marketplace there's there's um facebook business page facebook marketplace place has a regional reach right it's just in a local area so um don't ignore these tools don't let your personal stuff get in the way if you want to have a growing business you you can uh once you do that you You can go word of mouth from there. If you don't want to hang out on Facebook, many CNC businesses build up on word of mouth too. Then that's the other thing. Let your friends and family know what you're doing. Uh, That's the best starter point for it. So the do is do show off your stuff, right? The don't is don't ignore the free resources you have. They're free. Use them. And, do show off your stuff absolutely everywhere you possibly can. Now, one thing I would say, uh, I had to make this change on my Facebook, my personal Facebook. When I was talking to my mentor, and he looked at my Facebook, and he said, you got to you gotta clean that up. You got to get all, if, if you're going to start a business, Garrett, and people are going to know you as the guy with IDC. I keep pointing the wrong side because my, my camera is backwards, the way I'm seeing it. So uh, he said, if you're going to be this business, then all the junk that you put on there, the pictures of food, which I never do, but um, it has to clean up. You have to take it off. So it really took a little while for me to say, okay. And I, I went through my Facebook way way back and i cleaned up most of the stuff out of it i um and 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 now it's garrett with idc woodcraft i kept the important things in there you know things like when my wife died or things about my grandkids what have you but the goofy stuff that really didn't matter nobody really cared about anyway that all that all went so you may want to consider if you really want to get into a business position yourself as a business all the way around and maybe go into your Facebook and start cleaning it up. Sometimes we're so attached to all the stuff that we have in our Facebooks. But our past history, nobody's seeing anyway, right? When we post on Facebook or Instagram, it's only in the moment. You know, the next day, it's old news. Okay. So, Alan, hello, Garrett. You do 3D printing. Uh, have four machines, laser engraving and cutting, two machines, and uh, just starting CNC, one machine so far. Alan, boy, you are on it, brother. Now we have Hammer saying hello. Uh, you were going to buy an Avid, now leaning towards the Phantom. Uh, you know what? I like the Phantom. Even though my machine is not running yet, when I was down there, talking to all the guys down there um, and talking to Steve, one of the co-owners. I just talked to both Steve and Tom. Tom is a very, very soft-spoken guy, and I have uh, hearing issues. I wear hearing aids, and even with the hearing aids and cranking the volume up on the things, it was still kind of hard to hear him, but he is so, so nice. Uh, but their, their whole... Um, Steve Steve is the one I talk to the most, man. His, his philosophy is the same as mine. When you're in a business... And you're, you're providing education and you're selling tooling. It, it's I have a responsibility to you around this tooling that you get good quality tooling. If it fails on you, then I will replace it. You know, uh, it, it wears down, but if it fails on you because it broke, sometimes that happens. Um, it, it broke, you know, right out of the gate. So, I'm on it. I I replace it. People ask me about feeds and speeds sometimes when they're working with different materials. So I just have a responsibility to you to make sure that if I'm giving you CNC router bits, I'm providing everything that you need beyond that. That was the other thing, right? The market was also right after router bits are asking about feeds and speeds, just like I was, the market was looking for it. So I came out with the, the database, the Vectric database that covers all the router bits in the IDC Woodcraft store that you can download for free. And, um, and then you don't have to type it in. You can get that off of the, off the IDC website. Uh, Phantom. If you talk to Phantom, tell Steve, say Garrett, Garrett says hello. All right. Um, Joseph, you've been making lots of smiles, not money. Still loving it. Yeah. So, um, If you want to make a business out of this, so this is, I want to touch point and touch touch on this. I keep watching my clock because I do have uh, an appointment with somebody at the top of the hour. Um, If you want to start a business, we have to work on getting into the mindset of we have value or giving other people value. Um, Sometimes for us, we're, we're very giving people. All of us creators are so giving. And we have to also realize that we have to be good receivers and being a good receiver is knowing your own value. And so when, when you're, when you're making stuff, number one is uh, the other question is how much do I charge for my stuff? Right. And then sometimes we become afraid of overcharging, right? That is actually going into uh, tip number five. Um, we have to get used to not giving stuff away for free if we want to start a business. We we have to get out of it and we have to learn how to draw lines. This is where mentoring comes in because it's it's a mindset thing. It's 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 um, some sometimes we're so giving we, we, we don't we feel like we shouldn't be receiving. So that's why I'm working and building a business mentoring thing right now where I'm gonna be putting groups together. And then we can talk about it, brainstorm, and it takes it takes time. Sometimes it takes time. Um, Russell, uh, you're electrician by trade. I don't think you know how good of a decision I made to hire an electrician. Oh yeah, I won't do it myself. This is the other thing about business, right? As your business grows, uh, you have to learn to delegate, outsource. Uh, bring in bring in the people that are good at doing what they do. Like me, I'm I'm now actively looking for an assistant uh, because there's so much going on now that I'm I'm completely disorganized. I need someone to keep me organized, and it's also getting in the way of creating content that's been going on for a little while. Um, so as your business grows, you have to be willing to hire and hire people that are better than you in certain in the areas that you need them to be. Um, Okay, so number five, the do and don't. Number five. Let to get a drink of my water first. Is don't feel like you're in competition, and this goes back to Joe's Joseph's statement. Um, in a way, I'm kind of tying it in. It's a little bit different. If we go to Etsy, yeah, we're going to make cutting boards, and you go to Etsy. And you see people are charging this range for cutting boards. And so you think you got to stay in that range. Otherwise, people aren't going to buy. You want to be outside that range, right? On the high side. You don't, if, if we're looking at that, and we're afraid to, to put our prices in a place where most other people aren't, then um, what you're doing, you're pulling yourself into competition and com- the competition the competitive space, like the cutting boards on Etsy, they generally range from, I've seen beautiful cutting boards at 25 bucks. So I have no clue why, you know, how the people are making money uh, doing that, but 25 to maybe $85. That's where all, that's where everybody's hanging out at. Uh, and you're in so much competition. And that is the average. That's the average buyer. They're all hanging out with the average buyer and they're all, in competition with each other and you want to be outside of that range, right? You want to make, find a way to make yourself stand out. And One way to make yourself stand out is to make the prices of your projects a little higher. You will attract people who have more value in themselves. I've talked about this several times. Uh, The other thing is just to make yourself stand apart. Whatever you're selling, I want you to really pay attention to photographs Of your competition. Because as consumers, we don't realize it, but we are visual first. It if if when we see something and it strikes us visually in one way, shape, or form, whether it's a little blurb on a cool picture or something like that, that makes us stop for just a moment, right? That means, but but you've seen other pictures that are similar but that never made you stop. That means there's something a little bit different about that. And So you want to make sure you stand apart from the noise. A great example is look at the cutting boards on Etsy. And I want to really pay attention. You'll see two types of pictures on there. You'll see really flat, plain pictures of a cutting board with a white background. And it, it means nothing, right? It's just, it doesn't resonate. It's just a board. And then you'll see boards kind of staged here and there. But they're all the same. All the pictures are the same, right? There's nothing to make them different. So you want to think how how can you stand out if you're going to do cutting boards and in the pictures. So price, make better pictures. People are visual first, and then they read the words, and the words will also grab you too. I've always said words sell, and they do. Words sell. I have, I have a um, a one inch. Ball nose bit, right? A big, big ass bit, right? It's got a lot of mass to it. And I don't think anybody else has it. I haven't seen it. That's why I had it a one inch ball nose. And so I call it Big Balls, Big Balls 100, right? It catches your attention. So, uh, Larry, you uh, ordered the IDC starter set. Not disappointed at all. Everything you said, they were cool. Um, Joseph, You've been thinking about buying things from thrift stores and carving them to sell. Yeah, buy a four dollar cutting board, carve it something personalized in it, or something cool, and sell it for forty bucks. Right? I, I know someone who's done that. Um, they actually sold some for eighty dollars. And what they did was they had one craft show that they went to, but the demographic that was hanging out that craft show was was a lower budget demographic. They so he went to another craft show about two hours away with a higher demographic and he could raise his prices. So yes, by all means, take advantage of whatever you can to make your business work, but you wanna standardize your business. This goes back to don't make everything under the sun. Find that niche and make stuff within a family of, of things. You make cutting boards, you take your scraps and make coasters out of them, or spoons and forks or whatever it is. But you have to just But keep them in families because the the thing is with that, the other benefit to that is if you're making cutting boards and they're ready to buy it, and then you have matching coasters or matching whatever, right? That's a, that's considered a, a a cross sell or an upsell, uh, and it and it and it complements the first item. But if you're selling a bunch of stuff, your other stuff is not complementing anything, and so it, it doesn't engage, you know, potentially engage more sales. Now, hey, you've seen many wooden cabinets and dressers. Let me get this, pop this up here. Okay, you've seen many wooden cabinets and dressers at the uh, curb for trash. Infinite supply of wood available for CNC work and an infinite supply of dressers and desks that you can refurbish and resell for a ton more money. You go out and investigate that, you will see that that people who have restored these things. There's a girl I follow on Instagram, and that's exactly what she does. She takes these old crappy-looking things and she reworks them and makes them look very contemporary, modern. They look awesome. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there's there's wood all over the place, and I, I I pulled a lot of wood out of out of uh, dumpsters uh, at construction sites. They throw so much wood away. It's not funny. I I built. I built a kid's playhouse from wood I pulled out of the dumpsters. Uh, bull, uh, starting your projects, sell, uh, sell the sizzle as well as the steak. Um, beautifully, beautifully put. Let me elaborate on what Bull just said. Staging your products sell the sizzle as well as the steak it goes back to that picture i just told you about that if you just have a picture of a cutting board on a white background and it's boring it's blab it's not going to grab you at all right all the other pictures are pictures of cutting boards with a knife on it and some vegetables and that and because all of them look like that it's just it, it doesn't stand out But people don't buy, they they look at pictures, but they don't buy products. They do not buy your CNC projects. They buy a feeling that the project gives them. When you can get to this point of understanding that all sales are emotional. In fact, everything that we do in our entire lives, 100% across the board, is all emotional first, and we just back it up with logic. But you, you, if you think about purchases that you have done and really, really think about them, it's all based on emotional drives. Uh, an example is my brother uh, and his wife, they bought a new washer and dryer. And they think that they did it logically. They, they did the research but they wanted a, a, a decent one, you know, one that, that was going to last, had certain characteristics, looked a certain way. They emotionally like a certain look and they emotionally do not like a certain look. They emotionally want a certain price range and they emotionally do not want a certain price range. Why is that? Because they have a financial level within them. This goes back to raising your prices. We have these financial thermostats within us that, that their senses of value. And um, uh, you, don't, you don't ever see me wearing ripped T-shirts, right? Because that's, my value is higher than that. I wear button-up shirts. Uh, I, 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 I do my best to present myself. I make sure my hair is combed. I, I, I There's the certain levels of value that, that, that your customers have, and you want to find those ones that have a higher value that are, that are willing to spend more. Um, But I kind of got sidetracked on the sell the sizzle thing. It it is, it's exactly sell the sizzle, right? That's what people are buying. We're not attracted to a restaurant uh, because they make a steak. There's a hundred restaurants that make a steak. It's because of how they make it look. The presentation says everything. I went to an Indian restaurant once and the way it came out, the, the way they they presented that plate, I didn't even want to eat the food. It was so pretty. Uh, okay, yeah. Action. They want a memory, something to hand down, or something that that expresses a feeling, right? It, that either they, it's always about the individual who's buying. If they're buying something, a gift for somebody else, it's still about the person who's buying. Right. They ultimately want to feel special in the eyes of the person that are giving it to. That person is important to them, and they want that person to stay important. They want that person to see them as important. I wish I had it with me. I made this sign. Everyone wants to feel special. Right. I actually made it, hung it around my neck, and put in a video. Make me feel special. That's your job with your customer. Right. But you but you you, you can't really get to know your customer until you zero in on a niche and start to understand why they're buying those those type of products and what they want. So go with the money, where the money's at. If, if you don't know what to make, start making American flags. Don't worry about other people not making them because they will never, ever, ever go out of style. Ever, ever, right? So long as America exists, which is going to be forever, right, they will never go out of style. And uh, remember, don't make what you think the market wants because the market doesn't care. The market cares about what they want. And what, what are some of the other ones here? Um, don't feel like you're in competition. So important to step away from being in competition. It's hard sometimes to do that. Uh, but But you have to stay out of that mindset of feeling like you're in competition. And don't ignore the free tools that are available to you. You're in business. Use the tools that are there absolutely despite if you want to if you have a a a, a bad if you don't like facebook who cares get over it right it's a business tool and and it's where everybody's hanging out at so you want to be where the people are at uh don't make what you think the market wants i said that the market will tell you they don't want it (laughs) when you do that find out what the market wants and start making that. <clears throat> the big thing is, is if you're brand new to this stuff, you don't have to have a lot of skill to start a business and start selling stuff. Just remember that if your skill, if you're new, sometimes you don't think we're good enough to be able to charge certain prices because our skill isn't up there. Therefore, our work isn't that valuable. It's all, It's all valuable based on the customer and how they see the value in it. So if you feel like it's not valuable enough, you have to pull yourself, become aware of that and say, wait, this isn't about me. How I feel doesn't matter how they feel does. So I'm going to handle a couple of questions or comments, uh, and then we're going to have to end in about five minutes. And, um, let's see what do we got. Yeah. Uh, the twin guy—that's the way all the candy and gadgets are next to the registers. Impulse buys, yeah. Impulse buys, yeah. It's they put they put the uh, impulse buys out there because it because it you know it's a quick Coke or candy bar or something like that. Um, we don't necessarily want to be impulse buys, but you can make stuff uh, alongside your stuff that is impulse. Um you know, lower, you know, things that cost a little bit less. If you got some extra sh- scrap wood laying around and you can make some little trinkets, like a little key change or something, then, then by all means, make them. Nova Scotia, great news from Nova Scotia. Very cool. Thanks, Bull. Uh, Bull said, great show. Yeah, at the end, at the end of the day, uh, staging your products, Bill, Bull said, so yeah, always stage your products. so, 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 so important. When you're creating your website, I want you to look at your website from a customer's perspective. Many of the CNC creators create a website and put things on it that they think that, that, that means something to them, but doesn't really express clarity to what they do. I saw one website, this guy made, uh, carved American flags, but he had a picture of his dad in the services holding like a red flag when he was doing some training or something like that. And that was his primary picture. And that first impression made me, I'm so aware of this these days. I see it and I'm going, what does this website represent? Immediately I had no interest because I had no clue what the website was doing. Right. So that's why uh, you really want to look at your site based on your perspective, on your customer's perspective of what, is going to engage them so that becomes with self-awareness to you first right you you become aware of what you get engaged with what triggers your your second look um so i have a facebook user there's no name there do you think nicely finished flags need to be painted Uh, do a search on google for carved wooden flags and that'll answer your question. But I've seen plenty of them that are not. Some of them are just painted brown. They carved in there so, that, so the natural wood is, is uh, showing for the stripes and the stars. And they'll take a torch to it and just make give it that burnt look. And, and they sell it. Right? And it sells. It's, it has a certain character and a certain type of people like that. So, no, you don't really need to paint it. In fact, in fact painting adds a ton of time to creating your project. So you may want to think about that. And think about staining different colors instead. The TK, as far as selling items, would you display a prototype for display and make to order? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you don't. So don't don't create a ton of stuff upfront until you understand that it sells. And depending on the amount of time and labor it gets put into it. Um, don't do that. You can have a few items for sale. Let's just say you're making a big wooden American flags. Uh, Don't make a ton. Don't make a ton. Make a few. Show them that they're personalized. If if they're personalized, have a plain one so that they can buy it outright if they want it and then take it to order. But always, 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 always get a down payment. 50%. Don't ever take a job that's a custom job that you're going to make And expect them to come back later. 50% of the time it's going to fall through, and you'll have made this project that's personalized. You can't sell it to anybody else. So always, if you're gonna do that, get a down payment. All right. With that, my CNC brothers and sisters, I hope this gave you some tips. Um, oh, there's another good one. Fred, just before I check out, Fred said this: people buy from those they like. So your job is to pay attention to people. You are in the people business. You are in solving emotional desires business. Your CNC projects just happen to be the way that you do it. We have reached the end. I want to ask you to please be sure to subscribe to this podcast because you will get more and more as I put podcasts out talk to people I've got stories for you from other creators that I think you'll find inspiring and of course I always get other people collaborations from other creators who are well versed in this whole world of CNC woodworking what have you just crafters and creators so sign up to the podcast IDC Woodcraft YouTube channel and I'll see you in the next video or podcast Have a great day, better tomorrow, and happy CNCing. IDCWoodcraft.com